Hey guys, welcome to the Self Evident Podcast. Come it's on. Sunday night, 7 Come p.m. On. I got my buddy Massey here. We're not I'm brothers, George. Dude. We're not I mean, Mike. We're not buddies. My brother. It's my brother. My brother from another mother. Word. My brother of another skin color. Come on, man. Why you got to go there? That was racist, though. Oh, sorry. Racist. It's because I'm white. Yeah, right. That's why. Hey, guys, listen. Uh, get on theselfevidenttruth.com. You guys know what the drill is. Get on theselfevidenttruth.com. Sign up. Uh, be a part of what we're doing here in this ministry. If you guys have not signed up to be a torchbearer, we need your help, man. We're going all over the country doing what we know how to do and putting hope in people's lives. Uh, and we're seeing God transform people powerfully. We've been here for a weekend in Ohio and uh, just a few Old more things to convention. do. Yeah, that one, but also a church here as well. And we're just seeing God infuse hope into the hopeless. And uh, it's amazing to me that we have the same Bible and yet we're seeing a lot of hopelessness. So we're, we're, we're seeing God move uh, on behalf of the truth. And it's been awesome. Also, if you guys not uh, checked us out yet, go to video. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't checked us out yet, I'm sorry. I can't even <laughs> talk anymore because I did a lot of talking already. Uh, go to YouTube, go to BitChute, go to Rumble, go to every single platform, Apple Podcasts, all those things, uh, Spotify. Go ahead and sign up, be, be a subscriber to our ministry. It really helps us. And we're gonna give you guys a few moments to share this video. Ready, share. There. Amen. Be sure you've shared it. Now, if you are listening on podcast, we apologize for the audio. It's not quite up to par today because we are actually filming on an iPhone in a hotel room. Uh, let's get real. I forgot everything. <laughs> I forgot it all. We, 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 we tried, but we failed. <laughs> I, we're I brought we're the mere lo- men, man. Yeah, I brought the lapel mic, but the yeah, we just, just but it, yeah, and then out. I didn't bring the other mic. Right. And I just wanted, I brought I brought a mic. Hey! <laughs> and hey. and if you are tuning in from the homeschool convention, thank you so much for yeah. checking us out. A, such right. a surge, man. A lot of people. And comment if you were there. Comment below. Yeah, let us uh, know. Yeah, totally, man. We Again, be a part of what we're doing. Uh, sign up. And we need your prayers, guys, because we're going up against some real spiritual stuff. And obviously, we're already under attack. It always happens. Uh, we're not... It just doesn't surprise us. So right. uh, the world will do what it does, but Christ does what he does. And and that's the cool thing. Again, God sits in the heavens and laughs. And here we are saying, no, Lord, in the midst of darkness, you've always provided hope. And so here we are saying, Lord, bring us the hope because it's, it's the only one we can trust in is him, right? Amen. So we're going to move right into this. we got some news bits coming up here. News bits, y'all. we got uh, the old DHS calling us all terrorists. Ooh, terrorists. it's juicy. It is crazy. It's now they're juicy. saying that if you oppose COVID measures, you're a terrorist. Um, if you say that Trump should have been elected and, and, and it was a, a false election, you're now a terrorist. Uh, all those things. And Mike, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. This is what's happening. They're freaking out and they're acting like fifth graders doing name calling. Right. Here they are being the bully and calling us names because we won't comply with their crap. And you know what that is? It's just showing us that they're scared right now. And what Biden is doing, saying, I need to go check if I have authority. It's just because they're scared. They didn't expect people to stand up like this. And here we are being peacefully non-compliant. We're not being violent. We're not advocating violence here. We're just saying we're not agreeing with what you're doing. And we have the freedom to do that because it's America. <laughs> Hashtag America. For well, real. And what you've noticed with this is the mask has started to come off. It, it was <laughs> always kind of under the ground. <laughs> You know, it, it was always kind of underground, right? It was always kind of subversive about what they were talking about. And now it's just coming out flat. Look, if you reject the, the COVID mandate stuff, 
if you believe in election fraud, if, if the 9-11 anniversary, yeah, religious like, holidays, and you guys will see, we'll, we'll post up the actual posting that was seen on the news, were now considered terrorists, domestic threats. And you may have remembered that it wasn't too long ago that it was moving towards this, where it was just you being a Trump supporter or you being a conservative was considered you being a domestic terrorist threat. It's not going to stop here. Now, we're not doing this to talk about doom and gloom. We're no not way. just saying, they're crazy and this is what they're doing and what do we do? We're, we're, we're going to get to a point, and we thought this story was important when we're discussing the main topic, which the main topic is actually Romans 13. Exactly. So how are we going to fight back biblically, okay? Right. Um, when I think about, uh, I did a whole slideshow on God shed his grace on us, and um, I keep thinking about this uh, this prayer that Reverend Jacob Duche did, and they were talking about, Lord, we beseech you. We're asking you, Father, on our knees right now. We're throwing ourselves at your feet saying, Lord, help us. Deliver us from the rod of the oppressor. And this is the kind of pr prayer and faith we need. Lord, deliver us from the hand of the oppressor. Uh, because the oppressor somehow seems to be greater than us. And it's so funny that they're calling us the terrorists when they're the ones claiming that they have all the guns, all the planes, all the stuff, and we're the terrorists. We're right. Us little lonely citizens are the terrorists, and they're the ones with all the firepower. Remember they said that? You, you don't need your guns because we. You, how can you compete with a tank? How can you compete with a plane? You remember when Biden said that? Yeah. Now we're the terrorists when they're the ones threatening us, okay? Uh, after this show, next week, we're going to be doing narcissism and does the government show narcissistic tendencies let me give you just one example as we go into this one okay they're the ones calling you this and then they're the ones when you retaliate they cry victim do you hear me they're the ones pulling like my buddies or an old friend used to say this they grab your hair they pull it you retaliate and then they cry victim. Oh my gosh, she attacked me. It's exactly what government's doing right now. And no one's asking the question, Mike. Let me just kind of clear my head here. No it. one's asking the question, why is it us the terrorists? How come we're not talking about Wuhan, China that created this dumb virus? Why are they coming after us, the Americans, and not China? Why aren't we going against that? Yeah. And it's what really concerns me about this whole thing is the... Was I no, wrong? No, you're absolutely right. Oh, okay. No, you're right. You were like, okay. Psycho. I didn't know how to add to it, so I'm going to go my own route. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, the mandates, now the fact that you disagree with it, you're considered a terroristic threat. Do you understand that? Like, now this is going beyond just your actions into what are your beliefs, what are your convictions, what are your opinions? We have to remember that once government moves into the realm of your own ideas or your own beliefs, we're in very dangerous territory. Once again, not doom and gloom, but just setting the stage for you to understand kind of where we're at is we've moved into, moved into that realm of now it's not just your actions, it's the fact you disagree with something the government said. Bingo. You disagree with something government said, and therefore they're now saying you are a terrorist. When the declaration was exactly that, questioning the government, questioning monarchy, and saying you're not God. And so we're doing the same thing the Declaration of Independence says, and now we're considered the terrorists again. Isn't it, isn't it crazy that they're afraid of us little people, right? Because they're afraid. They're afraid they can't get agendas across. So have hope, keep praying, keep pressing into the things of God. Just... Do not forget, 
the the king of England called them out oh. as an outright rebellion, even when they were sending a petition called the Olive Branch Petition. He still That's said, right. you guys are an outright rebellion, basically saying, you're terrorists. That's We're right. After you. And he declared war on them. That's right. And Ben Franklin said, they've called, they've, they've branded us rebels. We're the ones in the wrong for wanting our rights. That's such crap. Governments do this all the time. And you know what happens when you don't know history? That whole thing about you're doomed to repeat it, that's exactly why. Yeah. Because if we can't look back at just 70 years ago the way Hitler did this, I know, it's extreme case. But guys, they're already segregating us. You notice how every article, it's, it's all about the unvaxxed. They're not talking about those who've been vaxxed and getting it and dying from it. So the bottom line is there's variants. Oh, and there's a new virus out now too. Oh, of course. Which we called that, right? Yeah. A couple podcasts ago. They're going to do another <laughs> one and another one because they're going to try to keep you in fear. The bottom line is this stuff exists, okay? Why were we the ones helping fund it? Right. Why did Fauci help fund it? Right. Right? All this other stuff. There's a lot in that. Yeah. Yeah. That, and That's going in the weeds. Yeah, well, well, I'm going we'll in the stay, weeds. No, I'm, I'm going in the weeds. We'll we'll stay away from that one. But tell me to look shut back up. Into our, no, that's fine. Although I will tell you that uh, we probably have neighbors who are now getting the self-evident podcast and live. I'm, sorry, I'm getting lit. <laughs> um, we actually did cover the whole Fauci connection to Wuhan. Um, that was quite a while ago. But if you look through the catalog, we we cover kind of these connections. It, it's not conspiracy theory. There's there's evidence there of drawing this link, right? Anyways, next topic, which this will help lead into Romans 13 as well, is Congress has now introduced a bill that would ban millions of people from flying. And Ooh. we can all guess why it's if you're not vaccinated. So this was introduced by a congressman in New York, and it's still going through committee, so it hasn't been introduced to the public yet. But this bill would basically say, if you're unvaccinated, you're not allowed to fly. If you've only had one dose, you're not allowed to fly. It would, there was an article from The Atlantic that came out not too long ago, talking about how unvaccinated people should be on a no-fly list. Basically what this is, but it, it would end up being a law if this gets passed. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're conservative and your immediate thought is, well, that'll never pass, I want to remind you that it could easily pass because we have already seen stuff in the past, what, eight months that has been passed that we were told, oh, it'll never pass, that won't happen. You have to be very careful and you have to be very vocal now. Yep. You have to be active now. Gotta start standing, folks. Yeah. Calling our senators or representatives, calling them, Call bothering them, them. Email, uh, email your town councils, your county councils, and say, we're not bowing to this. Make sure that your sheriffs are constitutionally sound to block this crap because right. this is ridiculous what's happening. So the uh, there was an article entitled, you know, like I had said, and vaccinated people belong on the no-fly list. I'm going to read just a bit of this article because this is where this thought process is coming from. But Can it, you tell them where you get all your information yeah. from? So a lot of... A lot of the articles that start my sources, I actually get from zerohedge.com. Um, I find it's it's a fairly level, now they, they kind of lean conservative, right? We're conservatives, our news sources tend to lean conservative, but I, I like Zero Hedge because Zero Hedge tends to try and dig deeper of the facts that are going on. Um, and there's a couple other sites. We get some stuff from Daily Wire, some stuff from The Blaze. We'll get stuff from Daily Mail, um, and we have to kind of parse out information. Stuff, especially like bills, 
we try to look at the original text right. of the what bill. Right, what rights the White House and go, of and Right, and so, but the text of that bill is not out yet. So what we're talking about right now is kind of where are people's minds on this whole thing? And this article, Unvaccinated People Belong on the No-Fly List, this, this is an excerpt from that article that was for this idea. Right. But at this stage of the pandemic, tougher universal restrictions are not the solution to continuing viral spread. Notice, all of a sudden we're saying, well, universal restrictions, that's not good enough. While flying, vaccinated people should no longer carry the burden for unvaccinated people. Stop. When you're vaccinated, you have protected yourself from the risk in their minds. That's the whole reason for a vaccine. That's why they're forcing vaccines. Because right. you protect yourself from the virus that's out there still. But we need need vaccines. Vaccines for everybody. But isn't the vaccine because of the risk? Right, but the vaccinated folks already got the vaccine. But they're at risk from the unvaccinated. From folks. the unvaccinated, even what though they the heck? got the vaccine. Anyway, the White House has rejected a nationwide vaccine mandate for now. Uh, you notice what they're doing is they're parsing out different sections. And it's the way they right? write this crap, too. Right. Yeah, it's total swinging it. A sweeping suggestion that the Biden administration could not easily enact if it wanted to, but a no-fly list for unvaccinated adults is an obvious step that the federal government should take. Stop. The no-fly list is not a due process fly list. That's right. Some people will say, well, yeah, the no-fly list. I mean, terrorists are on it and bad people are on it. It makes sense. There's no due process in that list. That list is completely arbitrary. And so what happens is somebody decides, well, we want to put this person on the no-fly list. Okay, sounds good. You have no chance to defend yourself and you can't get yourself off of the no-fly list. Sounds a little bit like reach, overreach. So we'll continue. It will help limit the risk of transmission at destinations where unvaccinated people travel. And by setting norms that restrict certain privileges to vaccinated people will also help raise the stagnant vaccination rates that are keeping both the economy and society from fully recovering. If, can I go here? I'm gonna go here. <laughs> Do it. If, if I were on their side, you know what I would say? Go ahead guys. Don't be vaccinated. <laughs> we'll have more voters by percentage <laughs> in everybody, a year. If everybody's Cause, dying. Because you all are dying for not being unvaccinated. That would be my argument. And you know what? They're going to clip that and say they want they Democrats. Want yeah, they want Democrats to want conservatives dead. Yeah. Ugh, it's so stupid. They'll bleep and edit this crap. And they yeah. always do it. Um, I think Bring to, it on. something that should be noted here um, right away. Can you pull up the 14th Amendment, please? Yes. I want you to read the 14th Amendment, because we were talking about this with, uh, if you guys were here at the conference, I do a whole class on abortion, how it's still illegal. How the Supreme Court in 73, in, in 1973 in Roe v. Wade, and Dalton, I think, Dalton versus Bolton, I think it was, I can't remember what it was, another court case that was a sister case. They used the 5th and 14th Amendments, basically, the 14th Amendment for sure, uh, to guarantee the right of privacy. But we're gonna read the 14th Amendment uh, as it stands, okay? Which section so, do you let want? Let me see. Uh, right away. Section one. Yep. Listen to this. All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. 
no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of the citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. So they can't create these mandates when they're not passed by Congress or passed through the proper channels. And now they're taking away your liberty, circumventing the law. This is what they do. And then they say mandate. See, this is how ridiculous it is. They don't even know their own constitution. They don't even know how to do it. They don't even know how to read it. And when we're seeing here, I don't even like the 14th Amendment. It yeah, gave more. Not, it took not big fans. Yeah, it took but. power from the states and, get, and gave it to the federal government. But it still says here, no state shall pass any law that will strip me of the privileges and immunities, and nor shall any state pass a law that deprives me of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. And that's that's a good action point for you guys. Is we conservative lawyers and that kind of thing, nonprofits, we've got to start supporting them because. If a bill like this un this vaccination fly bill unfolds, it gets passed, we have a very good argument under the 14th Amendment to go after this thing. Now, our first step is, like we said, contact your politicians. That's right. You Senators. have to get active and contact these people. Your House of Representatives, your Senate, call the White House. He won't hear you, but <laughs> call. Now, if that doesn't work and this gets passed, we do have recourse of challenging it right away. And right. I want to see that thing go to the Supreme Court because you know what it'll do? It'll create precedence for vaccine mandates. If we can win that case, I'm hoping it doesn't get to this, but if we can win that case, it could also be a precedent for vaccine mandates. That's, that's a long way down the trail, but this could be your ticket. So always be studying of like okay what could our ticket be where can we go and support those who are fighting this stuff in court That's and right. maybe you need to be the person that brings the court case come on there has to be somebody who yep. is a defendant in the we're case not afraid of that either we, we just talked about it again what this is going to look like if we had to do it yep. which is totally fine and, and i'm not prophesying that i'm not saying that's what we want to do but if that's what happens but we'll do it it, it happens you know we're the ones who have to stand and be the arbiters of liberty sorry my leg was itchy um, so let's go right into it, man. Romans Ready? 13. Let's get it done. Okay. Ready? So Romans 13. What you guys will tend to hear, um, and maybe you'll say, is Romans 13 means that you have to submit yourself to the authorities over you no matter what. Yeah, submit to government. Submit to government unless it is directly contrary to Christ. And what people tend to think is basically if I'm told not to preach Christ, well, then I can. Otherwise... I have to submit and do whatever they say. Now, one of the reasons that we picked up those two news bits is if you remember on the first one, just you having a different conviction will now be considered terrorist threat. Right. You are considered an enemy of the state. So as a Christian, you have to ask yourself, well, now I'm in the territory of either going against Romans 13 as I see it, or going against the government. You have to decide here. Yep. Or going against yourself. Yeah, kind of, yes. Yeah. You gotta see if you you're going against talking. your own conscience or going against government, really. Right. And, and right, so, right, right. so we're gonna walk kind of pace by pace, and he's got a few quotes that we're gonna read about the old charters of the English common law. And why we're doing that is because there were people back then too, that they had something called a social contract that government was not to violate one's conscience, nor are they supposed to do it now. 
I have the freedom of life, liberty, and property, pursuit of happiness. Nobody can violate that. No man can touch it because God is the one who gives it, right? So let's go right into Romans 13. Go ahead. Can, can I add Yeah, on go that? ahead. Go so ahead. You think? One of the reasons we're going to talk about that is because a lot of people consider Romans 13 to be that passage that should have kept the founders from having, yeah. having a revolution, having creating the Declaration yeah. of Independence. People I respect have preached on it. Right. You know? So our whole point is, no, they actually did have due course because... The Constitution in America is considered that document which by law is formed and law resides within that document. Right. That's, that's your framework, your foundational document. In England, they also had foundational documents and foundational law systems at that time. So they had the Magna Carta, which yes, the Magna Carta failed, it had new reiterations, but that's what birthed English common law. It birthed the social contract. And what we'll show you is the kings successively kept stepping outside of those bounds yep. and gathering power for themselves where they ended up going against the social contract. One of the arguments the founders made was, you're going against the social contract. Yeah. You've now broken the law. We don't have to be under your authority because now you're breaking the law to oppress us. I want to I put that in an analogy. Is it your Christian duty to allow yourself to be oppressed by somebody who's robbing your house and harming your family. Yeah, They're right. breaking law. Right, right. Right? So you can defend yourself. You have the authority through God to defend yourself against a lawbreaker. So the question is, was the king breaking the law that he was supposed to be held to, just like today? This is so good. Right? This is so, so good. Here, just in, in, another preface before we get into Romans. Think about this. I can promise you what was happening at the time of English common law. People were being kept from learning that law, right? And the reason that the founders had gone against the king was the king has ascended himself above the law. They went back and read the book of the law. Doesn't that sound familiar? Hmm. King what, Josiah, was it? reading the book of the law and all of a sudden, oh my gosh, we didn't even know a law existed. Doing it all wrong. Right, and all of a sudden we go back and read the Constitution and go, wait a second, the Bill of Rights says, it's the Bill of Rights is thou shalt not against the federal government basically. It's not a list of rights, but a declaration against government saying you can't touch these, right? So we're gonna go right into Romans 13 and before I get into 13, let's go into 12 a little bit because if you know anything about scripture, there was no such thing as chapter breaks. There was no page break. There was no none of that stuff, right? So I'm just gonna go a couple scriptures above. This is verse, uh, chapter tw uh, 12, verse 20 in Romans. Therefore, therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, you shall heap coals of fire on his head. Did he ask the government to do that or for you to do that? Just before that, he said, don't take vengeance on yourself. Vengeance is the Lord's, right? Vengeance is the Lord's. We're talking about the gospel right now. Be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with what? Good. Isn't it good to stand on the principles of God? Isn't it good to promote liberty in Christ? Isn't it good to say that Christ can heal us? Isn't it good to promote the spirit of God in people's lives? Don't be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with the good. Romans 13, 1. Let every soul be subject to the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Stop. This was written at the time of a monarchy. So Paul is writing in this chapter, like, hey, there's authorities that are out there that we want to submit to, okay? Here's why. 
because down below you're going to see because rulers aren't a terror to those who do good. Rulers are a terror to those who do evil. So when the government is good and the king is good, that's when he says in verse 7, Render therefore all their dues, tribute to whom uh, tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Can you honor someone who is directly disobeying the rights that God gave us? Back to 13.1. What is the power in the United States? What is the hitch pin that we can't get away from as people because this is a written thing? What is the ultimate authority? What is the supreme law of the land in America? Constitution. Bingo. So if the Constitution is ordained of God, according to the scripture, let every soul be subject to the Constitution. See? That's a lot different than let every soul be subject to the president. Right. Because the powers that be, office of president, office of the judiciary, the senate, the, all that stuff, those are ordained of God. But the man in position has nothing to do if God ordained that or not. Because in our system, we elect those people. We have a democratically elected officials to uphold a constitutional republic. The constitutional republic is based on laws, not on men. Just because men have an opinion, it doesn't matter. If it goes against the constitution, Marbury versus Madison, anything against the constitution is null and void. Okay, so go back to this. Let every soul be subject to the higher authority, the constitution. For there is no power but of God, and the powers that be are ordained of God. God ordains the powers. He ordains government structures. God loves government. I can promise you he hates politics, but he loves government because he establishes government. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power. What's the ultimate power in America? What's, what's, the, what's the, 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 the supreme law of the land? Constitution. If you resist that, you resist the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves what? Damnation. Ooh, this is chapping some people's hides. But you can't take these scriptures out of context. We do not have a monarchy in this country. We have a republic. It's different. This and and what I'm thinking of is the analogy of the master and the steward. So we have to stop thinking of our representatives as Ooh, come our on. masters. They are our stewards. Just like the master leaves his stewards in charge of the talents and he goes away on a journey, we're leaving our stewards in charge of running the government because, hey, I can't do it. I've got to go handle my business. I got to do these right. things. So I'm going to elect you to right. go handle this business for yeah. me. We are the masters. We're the right? ones that elect them. Right. They so work for us. It's it's just like if your salesman for your company goes crazy, you don't automatically just have to submit to whatever your salesman decides Bingo. in making a sale with somebody else. You can turn back and say, no, 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 no. Salesman, you cannot give away the whole company for a burrito. So I'm firing you. You can fire your representatives. That's why we have to look at the constitution as the law of the land and the framework of the, the authority over us. We all agree to that contract. Our representatives are people that we can get rid of. And if our representatives become tyrants and they become oppressive, all of a sudden they're not submitting to the law of the land. Now, does this mean we're saying, so pick up your guns and your pitchforks and go out? No. And we were just having this conversation earlier about when does that time come for violence? And we don't have that answer. Right. We're not going to just tell you, oh, well, no, we're totally, this, we're not right? advocating violence at all. That's not, that's not the call here, this ministry. No, no. Our, our call is for us 
to be a constitutional nation and to get back to the Constitution. Right, bingo. And we can do it with the Lord. Amen. Amen. We're just going to continue to go through this as quick as possible because yep. we're kind of getting through this here. Verse 3, for rulers, those that, those that rule the Constitution, because our elected officials are not rulers over us, are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. All government's purpose is to punish evildoers and praise those who do good. First Peter 2. Read the declaration. Governments are instituted among men to secure our rights. That's the only function of government, uh, especially our republic. Uh, and then it says in verse 4, for he, this is how you know it's written to a monarchy. Because for he is a minister of God to thee for good. The Constitution was for liberation. It wasn't for more oppression, right? Was it perfect? Absolutely not. There's no document that's perfect. Every time man touches something from God, we taint it. Right. You know what I mean? But doggone it, it was the closest thing we could be to where we could be a free nation to select a government of our choice, the way we want it to be free and rule in our consciences, okay? He's a minister of God to thee for good, but if you do that which is evil, if you dis if you destroy the law or try to get rid of the law, which is the, sup the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, be afraid, for he bears not the sword in vain. He is a minister of God. Listen to that. He's a minister of God. He's a minister of God. So who are they supposed to be submitted to? God. So if they're trying to come against us and call us terrorists and all these things for obeying my conscience, is, is, is that a minister of God? No, not at all. When a minister starts to call you names and become a jerk in the pulpit, would you stay in that church? Absolutely not. This is what we're seeing right now. Uh, for he's a minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that does evil. Verse 5. Wherefore, you must need be subject not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake, right? Uh, let's see, verse 6. For this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are, they are God's ministers, attending continually upon this very thing. In our original constitution, yes, there were grounds for taxation, but not what we're doing today, right? We weren't supposed to go out and do general welfare stuff where the government had arbitrary authorities. As a matter of fact, we do this quote from the Cod Fishery Bill. Uh, who was it, Madison? Mm -hmm. uh, basically, you, we'll, we'll post it. And, and I, I won't read it all because I haven't memorized it. right? But in that whole phrase, he was saying, if the government was intended to do everything to take care of all these things, well, then it would subvert everything we fought for. We wanted the people to be free, to do it themselves, where the churches could be free, the synagogues could be free, the, 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 the nonprofits could be free. They could do it themselves. They didn't need a government. What could 535 members of Congress do better than 330 million people together? Or, or 100 million? Take 100 million Christians. What could 535 politicians do better than 100 million Christians? They can't. And for some of you that are saying, well, we can't feed all the poor. Do you know your Jesus? That, that's, not a, that's not a cap. I'm not making fun of you. He fed 5,000. With five loaves and two fish, that's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Romans 13. I'm sorry, Romans, uh, where's that? Hebrews 13, 8. Yep. Hebrews 13, 8. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So let's continue. Render all, therefore all to who their dues, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Verse 8. Go, I, go ahead. Can I, go, can go I ahead. hit on that? So that, that section especially, you are supposed to submit where you can submit. Right? So... They say, hey, we want you to pay a fee on the bus. Pay the fee to use the bus. Yeah. You, you submit where you need to submit. Now, the question is when it comes into conscience and what's going against you legally, right? Going, they're, they're grossly breaking the laws. There's, 
what people don't realize about the founders is they really tried over the decades to reconcile with right. the crown. The crown had no interest in reconciling with them. And they tried time after time after time. And then war was declared against them. Remember I said, war was declared against them while they were trying to reach out with a petition of reconciliation. At that point, you foisted the war upon us. We have to defend ourselves. And you can defend yourself. That, that is righteous to do. So we, we have to remember, like, we're not arguing for just completely disobey all laws. Yeah. You have to be subject to those laws, to right. the authority of government. Right. Right. You right. have to subject and, and do your best under that. But we're starting to get into the realm of conscience and conviction. Yep. That's different territory. All of a sudden, the government is starting to force you to to change your beliefs or change your convictions bingo and that's getting very dangerously into your relationship with the lord and what the holy spirit puts on you yeah and there's gonna be a lot of people that say well massey politics isn't important it's the gospel that's important every single time i've been said that's been said to me every time every time every time that has been said to me i promise you every time i ask one question when is the last time you witnessed to somebody about Jesus then? And the number one response I get is what? Never. I haven't. So you could say politics don't matter, but 2020 sure showed us that politics matter. Us being involved in government matters. Christians being involved in every sphere, right? Not being afraid of it matters. And the only reason we don't want to get involved in politics is we don't want people to smear us. Yep. I think that's the thing. You know, it's like we, we don't want to be. Afraid. Yeah, they get afraid. So let's run, jump over to Titus three because romans 13 pretty much ends there and it talks about uh own a man anything but to love one another that's verse eight he that loves another has fulfilled the law verse nine says for this thou shalt not commit adultery don't kill don't steal all that stuff and then it goes into something completely different so go to titus three watch this put them in mind titus three one put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers to obey magistrates to be ready to every good work to obey magistrates well, we don't have a magistrate in america we have the constitution to be ready for every good work. So put that in there. To obey the Constitution, to be ready to every good work. To speak evil of no man. Didn't they just call us terrorists? Right? To be no brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto men. They're not being very gentle, are they? Up in the government? They're basically saying, you know, we're going to force you to do this. We're going to force you to do what we want you to do. And this isn't the first time this has happened. You remember when we got attacked on September 11th? It was a foreign entity that did it. But now Americans are the ones that have to prove that they're innocent because they're walking in guilty to an airport. We have to prove that we don't have anything. I don't remember the Americans bombing the Twin Towers. It was a foreign, right? Same thing right now. China creates a virus and we're the ones on the hook. And we pay. We're and, the ones. And if you want to relate that to the individual, that word meek, it in the original Greek, it actually means a sheathed sword. Ooh. So this means it's strength under control. It's not doormat. It doesn't mean it means you're power doormat. under control. Rep. Power under control. It's it's this sense of you have strength and power. Come on, you're dude. controlled. Wow. You you withhold it because you're being meek and and kind to others around you. Come you're on, being gentle. That's totally Christ. But Christ still carried power, right? He carried immense power. And we have to be very aware of our walk 
through daily life. We, we can't just cause a ruckus for, for no sake, right? We, we have to have a reason of why we're starting to step out and step into action. Now, the times are here to start stepping out in action and, and start understanding, okay, these laws are getting into my rights and my rights are given from God, not from the government. So I'm going to continue to enact those rights and walk those rights out because right. the Lord has provided them to me not the government. That's right, that's right. I'm just going to go to verse 3, and we can kind of end this a little bit. Uh, verse 3 of Titus 3, it says this, For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish. So it's talking about why we do this, why we submit to good government, good government, because we used to walk in foolishness, disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts, pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Who's doing the dividing in America? You know what I mean? We're doing this to ourselves. And it says that we used to be like this, but yet you're seeing it all over the place. Tribalism, Christians against Christians, churches against churches, governments against the people, uh, right versus left, progressives versus conservatives, all this division. And God is saying, no, you used to walk like that in the former times of old. Where's the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace, he says in the word of God, right? And then he says in verse four, this is great. But after the kindness and love of our God, the Savior towards man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. If we're walking in the Holy Ghost, we're going to go after unity in the spirit first. We're going to go save souls so that we can disciple them in the things of God. We feel our calling is obviously government, not politics. Government. Government is different than politics. God establishes government. Man creates politics. Man creates church politics. You know how I know that? Uh, you know, there's churches out there that believe that if you're not wearing certain clothing, you can't be in their church. Uh, if you don't read a certain Bible, you can't go to their church. You know, if you look a certain way, tattoos, you can't go to their church. You can't be a part of it. You got to cover it up, right? And we divide ourselves by politics. Yet the word of God is for everybody. Salvation is for everyone, right? From to the Jew, to the Greek, male or female, Christ is all in and all. That's what the Bible says. And so what we're seeing in government is they're using, and, and I say pastors, pay attention. You're using the scriptures as a battery for us to submit to ungodly government. If that was the case, and that's what God wanted, why did he liberate the children of Israel from Egypt? They were taken care of. They had food. They had housing. All that stuff. The king was in, making them in bondage. Go ahead. And, and how many times did God bring them back out of exile, bring them back out of oppression from 100%. another government? And, and God would, would lead these battles and these fights for them to remain free as a nation. We have to remember that God's a God of liberty. God's not a God of slavery. And I just, I, one thing I want to cover quick um, before, oh, before we finish is a lot of people bring up the revolution like we had talked about and say, well, Romans 13, they shouldn't have done what they did. And I just want to read to you that I don't think a lot of people understand the way the crown was acting because the crown was going outside of the bounds of what the law system had set up. I've got a quote from David Hume in 1778, and he talks about the powers that the kings had accumulated. And this is his quote. One of the most ancient and most established instruments of power was the Court of Star Chamber, which possessed an unlimited discretionary authority of fining, imprisoning, and inflicting corporal punishment, 
and whose jurisdiction extended to all sorts of offenses, contempts, and disorders that lay not within the reach of the common law. Boy, mm. that sounds familiar like our court system today. The members of this court consisted of the privy council and the judges, men who all of them enjoyed their offices during pleasure, which means they basically stayed in as long as they wanted to. And when the prince himself was present, he was the sole judge, and all the others could only interpose with their advice. There needed but this one court in any government to put an end to all regular, legal, and exact plans of liberty. For who durst set himself in opposition to the crown and ministry or aspire to the character of being a patron of freedom while exposed to so arbitrary a jurisdiction? I must question whether any of the absolute monarchies in Europe contain at present so illegal and despotic a tribunal. While so many terrors hung over the people, no jury durst have acquitted a man when the court was resolved to have him condemned. Wow. Uh -oh. They wouldn't even fight against the courts nope. at that point. The practice wow. also of not confronting witnesses to the prisoner gave the crown lawyers all imaginable advantage against him. Dude. This is what they were going through in the colonies. You have to understand, this is what they were going through. This is crazy. And indeed, there scarcely occurs an instance during all these reigns that the sovereign or the ministers were ever disappointed in the issue of a prosecution. Show courts, circus trials, right? Timid juries and judges who held their offices during pleasure never failed to second all the views of the crown. Right. And as the practice was anciently common of fining, imprisoning, or otherwise punishing the wow. jurors, Merely at the discretion of the court for finding a verdict contrary to the direction of these dependent judges, it is obvious that juries were then no manner of security to the liberty of the subject. Dude. <laughs> if you're Finishing putting up off. with that type of situation, at some point when the boot is completely on your neck, wow. don't you feel that within righteousness you have a right to try to remove yourself from that situation the colonists over the decades it was what 150 years Easy. in 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 churning and moving and building and growing of this tension and frustration was the crown did not respect the colonists as citizens of the british empire yeah, that's right they even parliament even told the colonists you have the privilege of being represented in Parliament. You don't have that right. British citizens did. But now all of a sudden the Crown was saying, you're colonists, you're not technically yeah, yeah, yeah. citizens. Yep. Even though they were technically citizens. Yep, totally, totally. So, totally. we have to understand the context of the history. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just the founders one day woke up in the tavern and said, hey, you want to, you know... Um, just take on one of the biggest governments ever in the world <laughs> yeah, and so try to secede. You want to like, do that? Sounds like a good idea. Sounds like fun. What do we got? Let's do Two it. Two and a half million people versus his half a billion? Why the heck not? Let's just go right into it. And I also find it funny, and I'm going to go here for a minute because I, I equally challenge other ministers of the gospel, okay? It's easy to say that we should not have gotten in a war because we're Christians when you have the First Amendment right to say it. It's easy to look back and say, well, we shouldn't have done that. 
when you have every freedom to say what you just said. Try that in another and, country. And you would not have had that freedom under the Ooh, crown. Oh, come on. Because you would have spoken against even what they were doing at the time. See, it comes to a point where like a, a Dietrich Bonhoeffer, for example, comes to a point where these guys are the ones saying, look, Christianity is not looking what we're doing wrong, but doing the will, actively doing the will of God. When he's the one saying the ultimate test of a moral society is the kind of world that it leaves to its children, right? These guys were the ones who stood up against the Hitlers, right? And lost their lives for it. But you know what? We remember those guys because they put freedom, they put a conscience and a courage in us right. because courage begets courage, man. And that's the hope here. Yeah, absolutely. So if you have any questions about this, you want further the, the discussion, we know this It's a little late, folks, okay? If, if you want to further the discussion with us, please feel free to comment, share, send us a message. We know this was kind of an impromptu uh, podcast because we're on the road. We appreciate it if you guys are watching still. Yeah, because we'll, we'll be watching out for the comments and right. we'll try to comment as, as we go. So right. don't, uh, we won't be. Oh, we're we'll going to be, be on a plane. plane. But um, so we'll get is, to them after. Yeah, this is a pre-recorded show. So ask your questions. We'll go and then we'll try to do one podcast here where we're just answering questions as much as we can we do this as, as often as we can yeah. doing a podcast where it's just a q a so you guys can ask what you want and we'll put the questions up there so guys be sure again to go to the self-evidenttruth.com and be a part of us like listen if you have not been a torchbearer if you're not a torchbearer yet what is a torchbearer mike a torchbearer and you can answer too oh okay a torch it's a, a, a monthly sponsor <laughs> A financial <laughs> monthly partner. Go ahead. So there you go. I was going to do that. A, a torch bearer is, gonna... is a monthly financial supporter. Oh, you want more than that? Yeah, come on. Okay, I'll give you more than that. What does a torchbearer do? A torchbearer carries the light. A torchbearer is a leader. A torchbearer helps signal that there is danger or the way ahead. A torchbearer is the one that is handling the light that shines the path come forward. On. We want you guys to shine the path forward with us. You may not be able to get to conventions or go speak at churches or go speak at community groups or whatever. You yeah. may not be able to do the things that we do, but we need your help and your partnership yep. in order to be able to do those things. And I know sometimes people kind of get it in their head of like, oh, well, they're doing fine because they, you know, they got some product and they can make it there. <laughs> and if we, and we're doing okay, but we need your support to continue. And the only way we can make this message grow is by that support. That's right. So we really want you to prayerfully consider being a torchbearer. If you don't feel that your money, you can put your money with us, at least, please, we covet your prayers. Dude. We really desire your prayers. Yeah, that's one other thing we want to talk about, the torchbearers. The torchbearers are just people who support us financially. Right. They're intercessors for us. They're in the war with us. You guys are investing in our ministry and investing in the kingdom and um, we want to hear from you. If you get it, like, let's say you're in prayer and you're like, man, I feel like God's telling me that for these guys. We want to hear about it. We want to hear what you're praying and how God's, uh, and we want to tell you the victories, man. We're having some really cool breakthroughs happen. Um, some definite times of ministry, even the last three days, uh, when we were in the room together, just seeing some breakthrough in families, lives and all those things, because we're coming up against it. Right? Yep. So your torchbearer is not just a financial partner. It is a intercessor for us and a prayer warrior for our ministry as well. So please be a part of that. Also, again, don't forget to subscribe to YouTube and, and all these other places where we are in our, in our uh, podcast, SoundCloud and all that stuff, man. SoundCloud's killing it. Yep. Um, we're doing a lot of yep. views. I'm sorry, a lot of listens and streams on SoundCloud. 
um, our Apple Podcast. If you guys go on there, please give us a rating. If you hate it, great. If you love it, great. Give us a little five star then. Uh, put us up there. Give, leave a comment, right? Because the more that happens, the more people listen and stream to it. Uh, so once again, we love you guys. Uh, we will be back in studio next week. We're, we're we'll excited be back. about that. It'll be back yeah, to, usual. to to normal, and, and we'll have the cool lights and the whole studio thing. And uh, again, thank you so much for listening to this. I hope you guys get answers from this. If you want more explanation, put your comments down below. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. All right. Love you guys.